Welcome, everybody. Hello. It is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I am your host, Eileen Grimes, the astrologer. And with me this morning in studio is Mr. Carl Anderson. Hello, Carl. Good morning. Oh, I can actually hear you this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he is very soft-spoken, so we always kind of have to speak up a little bit. But anyway, so he's going to be on the show today to be talking about the Bach flower remedies, of which he is a specialist and a consultant. And we're going to be talking about any or many, many ways you can use the Bach flower remedies because they are homeopathic in nature and they have a different sort of way they work on people, which is cruel. So when he comes on, I'm going to ask him to talk a little bit about what they do and how they work, all that kind of stuff, because... Um, I remember years ago I took a class on the remedies and with another guy. It is such an incredibly intense, intense science with this, isn't it? It's it, it's involved. It, I mean, yes, that's a good yeah. word for it. It's yeah. um, on the surface, it's very easy. Yeah. But um, again, the devil's in the details. So yes, right. If you can, if people can really clarify what they're feeling yeah. and why they're feeling it, then it's very easy. But yes. The hard part is uncovering that because people right. have a lot diagnosis. of layers and yeah, you know, protection. Kind of thing. You're trying to diagnose the problem. You have to mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. To find out where the roots are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. So that's that's the interesting part of it because it's very psychological. But, you know, it can help you trace back things back to your childhood that you've had problems with. And then, of course, move ahead and use the remedies at specific times. It's homeopathic. So... You don't have to worry about over overdosing on it. And also, um, you can take it at a certain time or take it whenever you want to take it. Or, which is one of my favorite things to do, you can get by them in a tincture form and then put the drops of, of tincture in water and you can drink it all day, like Rescue Remedy, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do. And it keeps them just on the, on the good side of calm, yeah. <laughs> you know, staying very, very level-headed. So it's great stuff. So anyway, yes, so we're going to be doing that today. And then we also have the Astro News of the Month coming up. I still have a, yes, I got a list of them here. And there's a few that are interesting, and I'm going to pour, tie them in conjunction or connection with our Astro Celebrity of the Week, which is the infamous boy this week who had, likes to slap people on the Oscars, and that is, what's his name? What's his Will name? Smith. <laughs> I was, I was trying to forget his name. I'm sorry. Will Smith and... um. I heard a lot of uh, bio information on him this week and a lot of his history, and I went, okay, we got to look at him because there there are extenuating circumstances as to why he did that, but it doesn't excuse him. But I'm going to talk a little bit about what was going on astrologically to see what was happening in his chart and why things kind of exploded that night. So anyway, we're going to be doing that. So... After this break, we're going to be doing this. So we're going to be talking about the Astro News of the Month, and then we're going to be talking about oh, Will Smith. Okay, so that's it on that, and we will be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. 
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. That's perfect Pisces theme. I did it for him. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. He's a double Pisces. Pisces, moon and rising, or sun and sun, sun, sun and, and rising. Sun and moon. Uh, moon, moon. Oh, Taurus, new moon. Taurus rising. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I wasn't sure what it was, but I knew there was two of them in there out of the three. Just couldn't remember which three. Okay. So this morning we have a few things going on this month that are kind of important, and, and actually, and I'm going to connect this to another thing because I kind of realized it this morning. So first, there's four events. First of all, the April 1st, which happened a few days ago. And that was a new moon in Aries. And, and so that happened. And, you know, a new moon in Aries. And when I think after coming from Pisces this year, it was really difficult because Jupiter's in Pisces, Neptune's in Pisces. And anytime you put Jupiter and Neptune together, it makes it really big. And if you are a Pisces, you're going to be in a lot of heck for the next Hmm. Year, year and a half. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yes, anytime. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm just saying how it is because depending how much you like to be thrown out into the universe to the places where you don't know where you are, you could see where you know where you are, but you find out later <clears> that you don't know. Okay. So there is this indecisive kind of thing that happens with a Neptune business, and I've been going through this for the last year. And it's confusing. It's made my, uh, I guess it's made my psychic abilities more pronounced, but it's been making me, um, like right now, my head is fuzzy. It's normal, you know, for this thing. So I just kind of keep marching forward. But um, with this, um, it's this is the last sort of event happening during the sun in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces, Jupiter in Pisces, and everything in Pisces. Everybody was walking around running and bumping into things. So it's now happening. We're in Aries. So more energy going on right now. It's fire sign. It's new things starting. And it's going to be a lot, feel a lot easier and a lot more clear to people. Do you feel that right way right now? Me? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I don't think I've felt um, un- a lack of clarity. Okay. But I have been frustrated by... A lot of people being very non-committal. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So that so other people have seemed very spacey to me. Yeah, spacey. Spacey uh, is a good word. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, this new moon is going to change the energy from liquid and weird and spacey and all that to much more self-assertive, becoming more focused in the brain. So that's ha- that happened a couple of days ago. Well, yes, it was yesterday actually, but the next one that's coming was the full moon. And that is on the 16th of April. That's uh, at uh, 28 Aries, I think. And then the next one, this is a blue moon month. So it's another new moon at at, uh, 16 Taurus. And so that's April 30th. And then finally, we've got the last thing in here, and I'm connecting this to the event that happened a few days ago. 
because uh, Pluto is going direct. It's going to go retrograde, stationary, and then go direct on the 29th of August or April. So the thing here is, is that this type of event will make its mark known several weeks before because it's biggest planet, well, not the biggest planet, but it's the powerful planet that when it starts to change and starts to slow down, the energy of the planet slows down, and they're likely to have particular events that are related to that particular event. See, it's a month, almost a month away, you know, and it's we had this Pluto event a few days ago, and that's what I'm going to talk about in the next segment with, with Will. So um, it, it's really kind of, kind of amazing. So I am always looking for an, a, previ- a previous event or a preview event that's going to show what kind of subjects are going to be basically talked about before the thing actually changes direction and goes retrograde or direct, excuse me. Or is it retrograde? I can't remember. Maybe it's retrograde. So anyway, but the fact is it's changing directions. And so that type of thing, it, it, it increases and makes the energy more intense when we're li- li- you know reading or, or living through Pluto events. It's going to be stuff kind of, you just watch the news. It's all over the place with Ukraine and all that. But this thing that happened last week with uh, Will Smith was a little bit more than a lot of people bargained for. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a sec. So I'm going to say it right now. It is time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This might be all right. Okay, that was Will Smith doing the theme to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was the, the stuff that I wanted on this morning. I couldn't remember his name this morning. But anyway, so our Celebrity of the Week is Will Smith. Now, we probably wouldn't have picked him except for what happened last week. But I think it's really important to, rem- to remind people and to also tell people that he was under a major astrological event. And he's always under major you know, events in astrology. So his birthday is September 25th, 1968. And it is at 9.47 p.m. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now his chart, you know, if I had another hour, it would give me enough time to talk about it. But anyway, I'm just going to kind of, you know, cover the headlines. He has what we call a bucket chart. And it, that's kind of the placement of the planets on the wheel, sort of a pattern. So what he's got on one side, he's got nine planets on the right side in lower quadrant, lower second quadrant. And he has one planet up in the fourth quadrant, one. That's all he's got. So basically what he's, you know, it's all of his planets are clumped together. And I think there's an, a, a, an eclipse in here too, but I haven't checked that out. But he's got four four planets in Virgo, four planets in Libra, and two planets in Scorpio. And, you know, they're all clumped within three houses. You know, that's fourth, fifth, and sixth houses. And then the other house is the 11th house where Saturn is up there. And that is making aspect to a lot of the planets in the fourth house, and fourth, fifth, and sixth house. So this is called a bucket chart because the handle of the bucket is Saturn. That's on one side of the chart. And you've got the other nine planets on the bottom side of the chart on the right side. So you have a flip-flopping position here where he flip-flops between two sides. It's like if you've got planets on either side, you kind of flip-flop between them. It's only one planet over here. 
But the thing is, when there's one planet in a quadrant, that planet is taking all the weight of that whole quadrant. So the fourth quadrant is you and the world, how you are in the world. The 10th house is your career. The 11th house is humanitarianism. And also the 12th house is spirit. Okay, so it kind of goes from all the way into all the way outside the relationship of your particular types of uh, planets and what is going on in those houses. So so I'm looking at this, and I said, okay, that's interesting, and I saw a couple of other things, which is big, and this is the thought that I had when I heard what happened. I didn't hear any of the details. I just heard that he whacked Chris Rock, and there was a reason, you know, because he didn't want his wife insulted. She has alopecia, and evidently he said something about it on the air. But um, I find it kind of interesting, too, that we're talking about dark and light for him, you know, dark material, emotional material. He had an abusive childhood, tried to always kind of counteract that with when you have that much stuff in the fifth house, five planets, it means you're seeking for love and getting attention. That's really what it's about because that's the house of Leo. So that's always in the bottom of his mind. So when he shows off, he, you know, of course, what he did on the, the, the Academy Awards the other night, he came up and took a bow for later on when he won the Academy Award. I just said that was so ironic. You know, but he kind of, it, it's, okay, this is sort of like an iconic situation. He wanted to actually show his dark side and his light side all in the same show. Like, like we really needed that. But that business when he reached out and, and slapped that guy. I would imagine that was his mother, you know, the replacement person, mother that was being um, acknowledged. His mother, I think, both parents abused him. And that made him feel like he wasn't lovable, so he had to do a lot to gain attention and does it all the time. And he, he got really good at it, you know, very, very good at it. But the key here is is those planets are tied together, three or four planets are tied together what I call what we call a yod, Y-O-D. So when I heard that he had done this, I said, I had this thought, I said, a yod moment. I just heard it in my head. It's a yod moment. And I looked at it and I went, yeah, it was. Because when a yod happens, you've got some spectacularly different aspects between planets that causes a situation where you have three planets in a yod. You have one at the apex point where it's like an arrow pointing, okay? And the point of the arrow at which it is is Saturn, okay? It would be Saturn because everything falls back on Saturn with him. He has to behave himself. He has to be accountable for what he does. He has to make sure that he has good integrity, all of those things. And those are the things that basically in his own life, he had, because he's got a son Uranus in the fifth, son Uranus is a natural rebel. He's going to rebel against any sort of form of constriction or form or something that makes him do the right thing. Okay, but then, you know, he's got this other stuff, the Uranus thing, and he won't do, he will, won't do that you know, until he gets pushed to a certain point. So he is vacillating between those two extremes, wanting to completely rebel against everything he's ever had in his life to the point where he's following the rules. So Uranus and Saturn are the real points here of contention because they're outer planets, sort of, but they create situations and behavior situations where somebody either has to completely buck up and they have to behave, or they just jump off and they do whatever they want. So, you know, and so he has had these two points going off where these, these planets are involved 
involving a yod. So what happens with a yod, let me get to the end of the point because it will take me forever to f- tell you about it. A yod actually is, a, is an astrological situation where you have a planet, to, one planet at the point and the other two at the bottom. And when some other planet moves into that configuration, into that yod, that yod is activated. Something happens. Something big happens to the point where there's a change, big change, huge, all kind of stuff. It changes their life forever. It's called, you know, the point of God, you know. And when the, that does it, the, the yod is activated so that something has to happen or else. It's a thing where he can't help it. Things just kind of go somewhere else. And something could either go out of, out of perspective or out of control so that he makes a change in behavior, which he had not planned, and then it goes in a different direction, which is kind of what he happened on Sunday. So when you have all this going on and you have a yod being activated, which it would be a lot of times in his life, it would be major, major concessions and major events that would turn his thinking around about anything. So he would probably say, yeah, I've had events that happen and I kind of go on and do the same thing. Then something happens big and I changed my whole behavior because of it. That's what a yacht acts like. And that's some sort of internalized programming that's happening within. So when I looked at the chart with the planets on Sunday, there were a bunch of chart in opposition to that point in the yacht. So the yacht was activated. And that means, you know, even things they could be deathly afraid of or something they say he'd never do would happen. So um, that's why I called it a yod moment, because when we look at this whole thing, it's been talked about. Nothing else has been talked about in the news this month, this week. Also, he's made some major changes in his life, like dropping out of the Academy of Motion Arts, Pictures and Sciences. He dropped out of that yesterday and um, that his whole life will likely change because of this one incident. It doesn't seem like the hugest incident, but when you look at it into the context of how it affects him emotionally with his family and all that stuff. There's stuff that comes up that will activate all of that stuff all at once. It's very interesting to note that because when you see it's that big and you can also tell by how big the event is, by how much it's affected the public eye and everybody else that is talking about it. Is it a big event? It's huge. Every, every news station is talking about it, even Fox, you know. And so it, it's, um, it's very interesting. Because you never know about the size of an event in a person's life until you see the reaction to it. That's my, that's my bottom line. I think that's, that's something I put on something. You never know how big the actual event is until you see people's reaction to it. And how, how it may affect laws later. Who knows? Down the road it may do that. So, but also it will probably help him. I know I'm talking a long time here, but I knew this was going to take a while. Because it's bigger than just this event that's happening. So it will probably have a major effect on Will and his changes in his life that he does because it'll go back to that point when he did he hit hit that guy, you know. And I also thought it was interesting that yeah, that Rock Chris Rock was wearing a black tuxedo. So in some respects he was representing the black part of Mr. Will Smith. Isn't that interesting when you see stuff like that? I thought it was interesting. So when you confront your dark side, which is what he did, um, everything changes, everything. And usually when we try to keep it at bay, we have to put it into another slot, we try to ignore it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until something happens where it gets activated. It was something to do with his wife, his alopecia, which he was very sensitive about. 
And so this has to do with his mother and it's so many connections to the family. I'd really like to sit down with him and talk to him about it because people don't ever usually get to that point in getting that low within themselves to really look and see why that happened. And there's a special reason for it. So anyway, that's, that's it on Will Smith. And as much as I, I like him, I like him as a performer, um, I saw his chart and I went, oh, oh goodness, okay, so... There's a lot of stuff in there that needs to be handled at some point, and I'm betting that the other night he handled a lot of it when he left, jumped off of the edge and did that. So anyway, okay, so we're going to be moving on, and when we get right back, we're going to be talking to Mr. Carl Anderson. Okay, okay. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with all our regulars, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga to find out all the great stuff coming up there. Hope you can join us. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this morning, I have on Mr. Carl Anderson. As a matter of fact, hi, Carl. Hello. We were talking a little bit about Chris and and, um, Will this morning. And you were talking about it like, oh, my God, everybody's talking about it. You know, it's all over the news. I said, well, that was a confirmation I sort of thought I'd find. Yeah. Everybody seems to have a reaction to it. But I don't want to go into that. I want to go into why you're here. Um, the Bach Flower Remedies. Now, how many years have you done this? Since 1999. So wow. Like 23 years. Wow, that's great. Yeah. yeah, amazing. The more you do it, the better it gets, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You seem to know more and you know more and you become a, an authority on it. And Yeah, you get a, a new, deeper understanding all the absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So... I, it, you know, I noticed that when you get more years under the belt, it seems like people, well, how long have you been doing it? I know, 30-some years. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it doesn't seem like it. I'm sure right. it doesn't seem like that to you either because it's got to be a passion for you. Right. Yeah. So Never gets boring. Oh, no. Never does. So I met Carl a bunch of years ago at a psychic event and knew that he was great. And I had done a little bit of work with with the um, remedies myself with another guy a bunch of years before then. But Carl is so gentle and so sweet. He's double Pisces, by the way. But I'm going to yeah. keep throwing that in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that means... We Pisces this, have to stick together. Yes, we do. <laughs> you know, both of us are Pisces. So, um, But it helps him because of the incredible, powerful intuition that psychics are... Uh, Pisces usually have, he can find out what's going on with you pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he knows the right questions to ask. So I've always asked you on every show, but let's talk a little bit about what are the the particular remedies about. Okay. So um, they were developed by a medical doctor in Britain in the 1920s. Uh Uh-huh. And um, they are, there are 39 different remedies. Each one processes a different emotional state. Yeah. And Dr. Bach, by the end of his life, had given up Western medicine completely and was only treating people right. with the Bach right. flower remedies. He was getting better results. Yes. 
And um, he was a firm believer that all physical conditions had an emotional root. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't treat the physical conditions directly now, but no. we do, you know, I can take them as a data point as because there are certain physical conditions that are known to be linked to certain emotional states. Absolutely. So I will ask questions based on those if people yeah. bring them up. But I don't need to know your blood pressure. And pe- sometimes people will write in and ask me questions and they'll say, I've got my liver values are this and my you know blood pressure yeah, is this. Right. That's all irrelevant. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a skin condition or if you have digestive issues, then those are kind of linked to specific emotional states that I will ask about. Yeah. But I never just, you know, give people remedies based on that. Yeah. We always discuss them and they have they have control over what we select. Yeah. But I guide them because yeah. they're the expert on themselves. I'm you know, kind of an expert on the remedies. Yeah. So right. together we collaborate and uh, come yeah. up with what I mean, we just we I think we're finally getting to the point. Uh, for practitioners and anybody else that does work with the emotional body is that we're getting to the point where we're going past the physical, we're going straight to the emotional to find the problem, the links to the problems. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's the astrology. I find stuff in the astrology chart fairly easily, but um, but we got to start somewhere. And if we start with just the physical stuff, you know, like being a Virgo and saying, well, I have my ACLs here and I'm like, oh, well, that's really not going to make that much difference, but it will help you in the end is to understand the emotional link to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, so can you tell me about, I think you told me about, about a cat or a dog situation, which was really amazing. It was a cat that you adopted, I think. Um, not one that I've adopted. I've worked with several cats um, yeah. for aggression issues, for over-grooming, oh, yeah. for... Um, peeing outside of the box, yep. this sort of thing. And um, I've had really good results. Okay. You know, um, in fact, one, one lady's cat who was peeing out of the box stopped almost immediately with the remedies. Yeah. And that was probably about a year or so ago. Yeah. And uh, recently she just, you know, she, she wrote in or called me and said that, you know, she started again. And I think it was triggered by, again, by a, a raccoon or something who oh, was in yeah. the yard. She encountered something in the yard. unexpected. So yeah. oftentimes when, when cats pee outside of the box, it's fear. Yes. Or in, in this case, I think it was territorialism. Right, so right, right. Her, exactly. Even though the raccoon would never be inside the house to smell her peeing, no. her act of peeing outside of the box was basically marking, scent marking. Right. right? It's in her environment. A ter- it's a territorial so. reaction. Yeah. So um, anyway, she just got... It said, you know, can, can I get some more of the remedies? So right, you know, just got it's something that's threatening your space somehow. Right, you know, and um, and cats and their territory is extremely important. Yeah, you know, like probably one of the top things that they need to have. Yeah. you know, and um, so if you have a cat that's being infiltrated by a foreign body, if you want to call it that. Yeah, even if it's just perception, even if they're seeing just see a cat or something, right. you know, looking through the window, you know, oh yeah, that yeah. that's still they see it as being an invasion of their yeah. space. Yeah, so it's like those boundaries have been broken between right. that boundary and themselves, exactly. you know. So they they it is sort of a, sort of a cry for help, isn't it? Yeah. So and the yeah. remedies can really bring balance and bring that back into into balance and yeah. stop right. that behavior. Then exactly. So I have another lady who has um, two cats. And um, she sent me a picture. Their sisters, as it turns out, but they don't. They hadn't gotten along in oh, really? a very long time. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. And if they would never sit together, if they were very kind of one was very 
they were kind of territorial. Like, yeah. you know, they, they wouldn't, um, sure. they didn't, they wouldn't sit on the bed together. Oh. And she sent me a picture of them sitting side by side on the bed. And she said, oh, my God, I, I never in a million years did I think so I'd see sweet. this. And That's she said, great. maybe this is a normal occurrence in your house, but not in mine. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So it's kind of but a miracle. Eventually they over, they took something that they learned, whatever it was. And, of course, they wouldn't know what it was. But yeah. once they hit the point where they're going to make that breakthrough, then they would sort of realize that, well, this is stupid. I've got a sister over there. Yeah. and will be laying with her. You so, know. They were, so they were on different remedies. Each one had different remedies customized for oh, okay. for yeah. their, you know, their because their point of view is completely different. They're, they're so, different personalities. So it was I'm, not one remedy, but okay, there yeah. was a combination for each of them. And, so uh, you have two kitties that are different personalities and all that kind of stuff. Yep. What kind of remedies did you give the individually? So each? one of them was, was sort of a dominant one. So vine, oh. which is for dominance. Yeah. Uh, the other one being more weak-willed. Had yeah, got oh, centauri. Sure. Okay. So again, these patterns Opposite. oftentimes, yeah. yeah, oftentimes we take on roles in okay. relationships. Cats right. do it. Any kind of two creatures will form right. a relationship, and one person in this case is dominant, the other is more submissive. Right. So vine and centauri. Okay. Um, one of them had fears. The, the yeah. weak, the weak-willed one also had fears. So yeah. mimulus. Yeah. Um, that wasn't an issue for the other one. No, obviously, <laughs> but, it's um, obvious. I think they both had Star of Bethlehem for some. There was oh. some trauma, past, okay, past yeah, trauma. There was trauma with it. Yeah, um, I can't remember all of the the ingredients. Um, I think self esteem was, you know, crab apple was for the okay. weak willed one also. Of course, you can't really um, ask them questions they don't answer back. Right. Well, unless you work with an animal communicator, and there are some very good ones. I'm going to oh, really? give a plug out to uh, Karen Cleveland, who is a brilliant. So she can get it psychically, what they're oh saying? Oh, my God. She talks to them. She, yeah, oh, she, she will cool. talk to them. Yes, she talks that's cool. psychically. But yeah. she does sit down and she, she meditates and she yeah. works with them, whether in person or remotely. Yeah. And I know there are a number of others. I've used a couple others, but Karen's is absolutely amazing. That's wonderful. And I used to have seven cats, and she would come and speak to all of them. And even though there might have been just an issue with one or two of them, I yeah. had to speak to everybody, make sure they're okay if they're... Find out if there's anything included. that they wanted to say, right? <clears throat> and um, or had questions or anything like that. Everything she said from each one could only have come from that cat. Wow, that's, that's how awesome. unique their personalities are. That is but, awesome. Um, so they can find out those okay. fine, yeah, fine things like sense. what are you really feeling? What's going on? Yeah, what, I know that my friend Wanda Buckner is a mm-hmm. pet psychic, and she could probably do something like that. Right. So so, but without without um, that ability. Um, just knowing species and yeah. their behaviors right. by observation, you can kind of you have to try yeah. to put yourself in their position. And it seems to me that if you are around a cat and a dog or a cat and a cat all the time, you just by watching their behavior can tell what they've got going on. If you're in touch with them, yeah, yeah. And um, right. you know, I you know, I try when I work with with animal clients, I try right. to observe them yeah. because they're things that I can pick up that their owners right. sometimes just are used to and don't yeah. don't. Don't even raise an, uh, an issue with them. You know, they're like, oh, that she's always exactly. been that way. Yeah. But I, it's like, oh, that's noteworthy. You have to observe yeah. the behavior for yeah. a while, too. Um, I was thinking mm. about my two Bostons that I had for a while mm-hmm. by proxy, but they were completely opposite right. in personality. One was an alpha female. That was Lola. Mm-hmm. She was crawling all over her thing, crawling over me, and, you know, kind of dominant. And Stu was, I would call him the Yoda or the, um, you know, kind of, type of dog that was very, um, I'm trying to get my, oh, he's eating. 
No. You, oh, no. I'm just looking you're <laughs> chewing on something. Must be one of those wonderful cakes that Carl brought us this morning, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Anyway, so um, I remember Stu was more of a Yoda type, very mm. quiet and meditative, you know. So he was not he was not a real barky dog, but, you know, he was a he, but he was very soft and sweet. So um, if you were looking at those two guys, you could tell what's going on. And she was a very dominant personality. You know, so right. So uh, two different two different dogs of different personalities under the same circumstance will oh, react yeah. very differently. So you have to try to figure out what they're feeling yeah. from their perspective, and yeah. then then select the remedies that yeah. way. Well, I remember one time mm. after Lola died, and I went over to see Stu, and Stu was I figured he was going to be all sad and mopey and ooh, poor yelling or whatever. And I walked in the house, and he was so happy. He was sitting on the floor. He was sitting on a nice cushion. And he saw me, and he came up to me, and he was going, <laughs> yeah. and I said, well, you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? Well, I figured he was going to be all mopey. And he goes, and I heard him say, I'm top dog now. I'm top dog. Yeah. So, yeah. And, right. That could be a space for him to really shine. or yep. But, I mean, and he may have accepted. He may have known what yeah. was happening with Lola. Yeah. And that she was about to pass or something yeah. like that. So oh, he, he might have sure. he might have been prepared. It doesn't mean that he didn't miss her, but but yeah. he wasn't devastated by it. Yeah, and he so, wanted yeah. to step up to the first position. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. So oh, we gotta take a break now. When we get back here, we're gonna probably be talking more about your pets. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like always start talking about pets. <laughs> uh, and the flower remedy. So we'll be right back here in just a couple minutes with the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Caroline Heldman, professor of politics specializing in systems of power, to talk about the crossroads the world is at now between democracy and autocracy. On Saturday, Joey Medea walks on the wild side with his research into legends of the werewolf in books, movies, and other lore. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We are talking to Mr. Carl Anderson. It's funny how we every time he comes on, we end up ending in a subject somewhere. And it seems like it's been pets this morning. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best topics you could ever do anyway, quite frankly. But, you know, you were talking about visiting with two dogs in the same family. One's more recessive, the other one's dominant, you know, or whatever it is, you know, and what personality type that they're taking on to fit into that relationship. Right. So um, there has to have been some pretty weird stuff happen over the years. I mean, I've seen stuff on TV that's really funny. But, you know, because we are now more cognizant of the animal species to ourselves, especially our pets and our doggies, we're becoming much more aware mm -hmm. of what's really going on with them. And, you know, and watching, watching these silly videos on Facebook, you know, that people are coming up, what's going on, honey? And cat goes, meow. You know, and it just meows and back and forth and having dialogue with the, with the owner. Yeah. We never would have seen that 10 years ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of interesting because when you, you got to realize that they are a full, full-bodied being with a yep. full-bodied psyche and everything, and it loves, and it also um, 
hates too, but it, you know, um, I remember her talk on uh, All Creatures Great and Small, which is the best darn thing I've ever seen on TV mm-hmm. as far as pets go. And I remember watching this one thing mm-hmm. and at, that this woman was about ready to pass away. And she says, I don't want to leave. I, I don't want to leave my pet because I, I think they're going to miss me, but I don't think they have souls. Yeah. And, huh. and mm-hmm. he said, uh, I disagree. They do have souls. He says, if a being can love and be loved. It has a soul. Yeah, and, and I just went, "Whoa!" That spun my head around. But that's always of, amazed me that so many religious leaders of different denominations have yeah. argued about, you know, only humans have souls and all. What garbage! Oh, no, yeah, come on, yeah, that's such, you know, that's that's such arrogance. Yeah, they can think <laughs> by themselves. They got senses of humor. They love yeah. like anybody else does. Yeah. Those are all qualities yeah, for soul. They they do. They have senses of a sense of humor. Oh my god! They, and very different, different senses of humor. Yeah. it's really funny. That's true. The sorts of things that they'll do just to entertain themselves or, or, or you. Yes, you know, it's just exactly. amazing. It's just amazing. You know, when the Boston's I had realized I had a camera. Off with me at all times. <laughs> they'd play. They'd work the camera. <laughs> oh, did they? Yes. One of them, was Sue, who was actually, and these dogs do this. This breed does this. She went. He was on his back, and he put his legs straight up over his head, and he fell asleep <laughs> that way. Who knows why he did that? But I have a picture of it. Yeah. And he's going, and I just kept saying, I wrote a little camera thing underneath, and says, "Yippee, Jupiter's happening right now," and he's going like this, <laughs> you know. So um, he he was really an incredibly intensely personal dog. And um, he would always be X'd out by Lola. Lola wanted all the attention. But whenever she wasn't around, he'd sneak up on the bed and he'd sneak under my sweater and go to sleep. You know, and he was just so darn sweet. And he did the best licking. (laughs) Licked my leg all the time, which I don't know why I loved it. I fell asleep. But, you know, those little endearing things that they do and, you know, and stuff they don't even plan, they just do it and then they do it again later on because it feels good. But, um, you know, those, I learned how to love dogs because those two dogs. I really didn't know about dogs at all until I found out Boston Terriers are probably the most, one of the most beloved dog breeds in the world. Well, I yeah. think you'll find people... They'll all say that about their own breed. Yeah, about every single breed. So I think they all are wonderful, and they all have, again, wonderful personalities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're different. but And I think that when people choose a cat or a dog or any animal as a pet, they should go beyond the look of the animal and try to find one that matches their personality. Yeah, exactly. Look at the personality and the the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Different dogs have very different levels of activity and of, you know, attention and affection, you know. Right. So you want to you try to find one that matches yours rather than exactly. trying to mold an animal yeah. to something that they're not. Well, you know, I never would have thought of Boston's are small and they're really, you know, mm-hmm. they're really energetic. They're terriers, yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of crazy. They you have know, energy, that. yeah. And, and the first time I met them, I'm sitting in the living room with the, the landlady who I was going to be living with. And she says, oh, by the way, we have two dogs. I said, oh, that's fine. You know, I didn't have any problem with that. I, I love pets, so it didn't really matter to me. And so the next thing I knew, her boyfriend came in the house with those two. Well, they saw me, and they <laughs> beeline, black and white you. beeline. Yeah. And they zoomed and landed on my lap in one movement. And both of them were kind of up here. And I said, well, what can I do for you two? You know, and, and they immediately, we bonded at that moment, instantly. 
because I moved in the next day or the next week. I moved my bed upstairs. It was laying on the ground. And I turned, and then I turned back, and they were laying on the bed. <laughs> so yeah. they staked that out for themselves. They adopted you. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody was, uh, he was saying this. I was like their second mom. And <laughs> I was, you know, because they were gone a lot, and they'd stay up in my room on the bed. Yeah. Of course they would do that, you know. And they were just so lovable and so sweet. And, but you know, they had these side effects like farting, <laughs> really bad farting too. And it's kind of a like stereo, you know, one on either side of me. And, you know, <laughs> and my uncle calls, where's the puppies? Are they farting? I said, yes, they are. <laughs> they always do. So, you know, um, they have these quirks. You know, and um, Boston Terriers, they're probably eating too many Boston beans, Boston baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> or they had too much of rescue remedy or something. No, I don't that know. wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I probably would do something different to them. But, it would uh, relax them a little bit. So. But they're very quirky, you know, very quirky and they're yeah. funny. And they have a great sense of humor. So, yeah, I love them. And um, I learned how, and I now I, my, one of my very good friends that I used to work with down in Portland, he just, he's getting one in the next couple of weeks, and I'm so excited for him. Mm, Such cool. a cute baby. You know, you're getting a Bosky. He says, yes. Oh. Screaming and yelling about it. So anyway, now, we have to, now that we've been talking about Boston Terriers here for 15 minutes, which I could do easily a lot longer, <laughs> but I have to take another break here, and when we get back, we're going to be talking a little bit more, probably more about pests. That seems to be the topic <laughs> du jour. Or maybe remedies that Will Smith could have used. <laughs> By far remedies. <laughs> <gasps> I can't even imagine what he would use if he knew what was going on with them. Oh, the I thing about it is that there's you know a lot of ways that the remedies can be used, and I worked with a a guy um, who used them astrologically. Well, it was very yeah, cool. that we we even though like astrology is great, we don't encourage um, linking the two directly because Dr. Bach actually did consider it. He he was well aware of astrology, yeah, right? And there's some some people believe that that's why he at one point came out with the twelve healers and the four helpers. Oh, well, that's thinking close. that the twelve healers were related oh, okay. to astrological science, but he gave up that notion. Oh, well, that's cool. So, you know, anyway, everybody we, try something. Yeah, you know. So it was considered, but he kind of moved on from that. So. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. It's nice that he it, he actually t- wanted to do that. Yeah. And he tried to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very cool. So very okay. open to things. We got to take a break right now. When we get back here, we'll be finishing up with Mr. Carl Anderson, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping those obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for the final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There's a lot of information that basically people need to know about with Medicare and Medicaid as well. And one of the things that Susan can do is can sit down with you and talk about your options that you can do during your Medicare coverage. And since I remember doing this the first time, I I don't want to do this. It's too awful. But she took me through it, and it just took minutes to do because she asked me questions in advance about my situation, and she figured out what I needed. So that was fabulous. So, you know, when you have this type of thing, have medical plans, talking to someone like Susan can really be a lot more clear 
and trying to do it yourself. So don't bother doing it by yourself. Get Susan to do it for you. So um, if you really want to talk to Susan about your medical error coverage, she's a phone call away. So you can call her at 253-318-9379. And her email address is sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years' experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW, Alternative Talk Radio 2. And anyway, we're going to be talking more here with Mr. Carl Anderson. And what were we going to talk about again? I I was saying that I was... at least the the remedies, if if Will Smith had had some rescue remedy with oh, him, yeah, that probably would not have happened. If he had it taken a rescue have. pastille, he really needed cherry plum in that moment for yes, losing control. Yeah, anything that's extreme. And um, Star of Bethlehem would. Star of Bethlehem would help with the shock of yeah, it, right? And the impatience that's yeah. in rescue right. would also help him, right. you know. Be there, be more level-headed, and right, same, the same thing with the clematis. Yeah, clematis kind of helps you get back in your body, and, and um, it would, yeah, that yeah. they would have really helped him. You know, I and, remember watching him on TV, and he went through that transitional phase where he was joking with Chris Rock on stage afterwards, and he was grinning, and she was grinning, and all of a sudden they both, their faces just flushed out. And you, this was afterwards? This was just after. Like, it was a delayed effect. Hmm. This happened, this the shock thing that happened to him that made him react. Okay, so it wasn't immediately, mm-hmm. you know. It was not, he heard it, and then he got really angry and heard him. No, he sat there, and he was listening. Yeah, he she, was smiling in the, he, sitting smiling, in the seat, and yeah, he was and actually, like, laughing. Yeah, he was. Not just smiling, but laughing. But it was, his eye, his Jada rolled her eyes. And, right, yeah. exactly. Um, and it was Lupita like, Nyong'o was behind, you know, behind between the two of them. Right, behind them. right. And she was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like both of them got hit at the same time, the realization of what happened and what kind of stuff was happening with Will, which was, you know, whatever the heck it was, you know, that made him react. But it's It's completely inappropriate. And and for people, you know, there are people out there who are just trying to defend him, saying, oh, yes, the man has a right to defend his wife's honor and all. First of all, that's very sexist because she's a strong woman. She could defend herself. Yeah. And the comparison was to... Demi Moore, who was a very strong woman, right. <laughs> who just happened to have a shaved head because yeah. she was in the Marines or whatever. Oh. And um, uh, it was really a fact that she had shaved her head, not that she had. And she did that because she has alopecia. He was not making directly fun of alopecia. Right. And he's just like, I can't wait to see G.I. Jane, too. That's all he said. Yeah. That's all he said. I love you, Jada. Can't wait to see G.I. Jane, too. And then, you know, most people just laugh. Most people didn't even get it. It was like. It was two seconds. It was not like he for yeah. 10 minutes he was ridiculing her hair yeah. or, right. you know. Uh, it was completely ridiculous. So now no one even would have remembered that joke. Right. Had he not reacted. Yeah. And um, anyway, 
rescue remedy or cherry plum would have helped him in that moment in particular. To get over that hump. But there are other things where, you know, you'd want to, in a consultation, one would want to talk to him, figure out why was he feeling, why did he feel this need? And a lot of it was probably because of the affair that his wife had had with somebody else. Yeah. Apparently not too long ago. Yeah. So he's feeling insecure and all, all sorts of other yeah. things. So you'd want to get to those to the root of those things. And right. Figure, and exactly. Yeah. Select the right remedies to you know to address his insecurities. Right. And whatever. And it would have taken but, something like Star of Bethlehem or something deeper that would have reached down and pull that up. And for, then, for the long term, you know, be, be, yeah. because you want to get at the root of it, not just to right. treat that one. Right. Exactly. Know, right. Uh, it's not just the the, fl- the blow up. But, but there was all the other stuff that led to it, too. It seemed know, like there was a delayed reaction there to was. when he, you know. It's when he saw his wife roll her eyes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, she was kind of. But that's when the cameras panned back to the stage. Yeah. And we didn't see. He was still laughing. Yeah. And then she rolled her eyes and she just turned her head toward him. And I don't know if she ever said anything because that was not caught on camera. Yeah. But, um, and I never saw his face change from laughing. Yeah. To anger, yeah. And, but, but, it, but then you just subtly. saw him stride, striding to the to the sh- stage yeah, and from the back. And then, and and then first thing that wow. hit was his eyes. His eyes wow. changed, you know, and, and it went from fun to laughing, or you know, fun to very upset. Yeah, I didn't see that though. I, yeah, I, I never saw. A little bit. I never I saw, a saw bit. that on. It must have been yeah. a different camera angle. It was very subtle. All the ones know. I saw were the same view of. Yeah. Um, but at any rate. Yeah. And yeah. And if you, if you can read emotions in a person, you know, just keep your eyes on the person. You know, if you, if you have a sense that something could happen, but nobody had a sense of what could happen. So it just kind of came up out of nowhere. But still. Another thing, though, is if she were really that paranoid or, or insecure about yeah. her hair. Yeah. She could have easily just shown up in a wig. Oh, didn't she? Wasn't she in a wig? No. Oh, she wasn't. She no, she oh, was, that's right. She no. did have so, bald head. Okay. And he wouldn't have even been able to say that joke mm-hmm. yeah. had she been wearing a wig at the Oscars. But obviously it hit him harder than it did her, didn't it? Well, his reaction seems to be, yes, completely yeah. out, of, yeah. out of bounds. But, um, you know, given his chart, and we're coming back to his chart here for just a second, with the amount of planets in the fifth house, that's Leo cells. And that stuff is drama, high drama when it goes off. Yeah. You know, and what I was thinking, oh, he's showing off. You know, and that would be a part of what was going on that night when he had that mood shift and he went and hit him. But he did it for dramatic effect. I'm sorry, he did. You know, that's a big part of the fifth house. It certainly was. He he achieved it. High drama. (laughs) He made he got the attention that he always wants. Yeah. Yeah. Always wanted attention. Remember that every time you see that. You know, you got five planets in the fifth house. That's five out of ten. In advertising, they always say that. Um, or so, so that uh, supposedly they say they don't. They just want to be remembered. Their name to be remembered. Yes, that's right. But to me, it, I, it's very important why. Yes, it is. You, you can be famous or you can be infamous. In this case, infamous. <laughs> you were in infamy. Yeah, this but, is infamy. Um, yeah, it, so it's just kind of. It's really unfortunate, sad. It's but, really sad that it happened that much. So, well, my darling, I think we're done for this morning. Well, thank you we're, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We took on some different topics this morning. Yeah. A lot of them was Will Smith, but. You know, I think it's hitting a lot of people, you know. It is, and I think that um, there's also this, it seems like there's also been a little more nastiness. Yes. People are are actually acting it out like, yeah. like him. Just, I mean. I know what you're talking about. I was about. driving down the road the other day, and yeah. the road is fairly open. This bicycle is like in the middle of my, in the middle of the lane. 
Yeah. And there there were no cars on the side. Yeah. Literally could have moved over. Yeah. And so I just tapped a gentle tap of the horn and I got yeah. a finger. Right oh. straight. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> really, seems like he wanted you know, that to happen. You know, like, I, there's just some everyone's on edge, and they're just the like, they're all right. letting loose now. Yeah, so. exactly. So, well, thank you again this week for being here this week. Well, thank you're you. You're sort of my emergency person that I call <laughs> in, but you're really great. So I'm it. so glad you're available. So thank you so much. Okay, so here's the final events, and tomorrow I start a new gig, start my new job. That's at Crescent Moon Books. That's going to be oh. at 6901. At Sixth Avenue, Tacoma, Washington. That's in um, Upper Tacoma or uh, North Tacoma. Excuse me. And um, the um, phone number there is two five three five seven two eight three three nine. And I'm going to be there from two until six. And believe it or not, I already had somebody call in for a reading, so I'm already booked up a little bit. So we'll see if anything else has. So I'm very excited about it. I'll be doing it every Sunday and every Thursday. Thursday, I will be there from 11 to 7. I'll be there eight hours. So I'm actually working. I don't want to work, but that's okay. It's what I love to do. So it's kind of cool. So, And then we have the horoscope column, which is back. It's been back for a while, but it's every Friday or Monday we get the Sokovs in. They'll be there about noon every Monday. And then for weekly horoscopes, and we're talking a lot about all this stuff that's been going on lately. All these planets all combine into one space. You know, I have to keep writing about it because it's still there. So anyway, it'll be over soon enough, I hope. So anyway, let's see. You have, and what's your address, your email address, Carl? Email is Carl Anderson, B as in boy, F as in Frank, R as in Richard, and P as in Paul okay. at gmail.com. Okay, great. Phone number is 415-420-7800. That's right. It's easy to remember. So yeah. anyway... And I'm at EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. Those are my email addresses. And um, and actually, the first one is my, my you know, well, actually, those are both my websites, too. So anyway, that's how that goes. And next week, our actual guest is going to be Mila DeLosk. She is a psychic from Yelm area, I believe. Phenomenal woman who can pick up stuff about people you can't even believe. And the last time we had her on... It was extraordinary because we had her book the whole hour. It was amazing. So what? how much time we got here? One minute. Oh, God, I'm actually getting it down to the right point. Anyway, and then also on approximately April the 16th, we have to set up a recording with Mr. Ray, what's his name? Ray Grassy. He hasn't been on our show for a while. He's been going through a lot, but he's just finished a new book. So we want to have him on. That'll be on the 16th, I hope. We'll be... We're taping his chart, or <laughs> not his chart. We'll be taping his his work on our show probably day before, and then we'll be able to listen to it on the 16th. So that's it for that. Okay, so that's it. And let's see, do we have the following week yet? No, I don't think so, but that's okay. I'll tell you what it is next week. So we will see you all right here, right here at the same place, same bat time, bat place, right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. 